I can't wait to do that. That's my, that's, my, that's not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I just, I just thought it, I just, it just came out. And I was, and I was looking at the notes, I was like, okay, yeah, but then I'm like, What is up, my friends? This, again, is the Clockwork Man. Coming to you live, so live, you can hear me live. With me, as always, Zulu Funkadelic Maestro Infinitus III. He is for sure the father of some of y'all folks up in here. I know, I know this for a fact. He got a little busy in the 70s and 80s. I know he's, he's, he's tested positive somewhere especially how some of y'all act. But I'll let him speak on that. What's going on, Zulu? And still, your reigning and defending world heavyweight champion, winner of Nickel Bowl 27, J-Dub. It's going to be that kind of show. Wow. When Zulu dude gives a shout out, he don't even introduce himself. He wow. gives a shout out to the Nickel Bowl champ. It's been that kind of season. We live in that kind of world. Wow. It's that kind of Madden universe. What up, y'all? How you doing? I mean, I, I will have to say, just as an unplanned segue, uh, J-Dub did do some impressive things. We'll talk about this later, but he, he did some impressive things. He, he had to show up. He had to remind us who the champion was. He, you know, he, he, he did some special things. He took down the juggernaut, but, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're not here to wax poetic about uh, J-Dub. That's not, now, hold that's up. Not this motherfucker, I just want everybody in the Madden universe and especially cats at 40nickel.com, I want cats to know one minute he says we talk too much about Skip. We never talk about J-Dub. Now I bring up and introduce J-Dub and this motherfucker talking about why that's not wax poetic. That's hate. No, it's not hate. Back, it's just like, yeah. here's the thing. You almost go undefeated. You have to be mentioned. We might mention him too much. But then, <laughs> sure, we can mention J-Dub, sure. But we bring him up in the beginning of, what he, what he do? What he, what he do? We're not, we're not Bible people here. We're not, we're not people. This David and Goliath story would be interesting to talk about, but it's not. The champion is supposed to win the game. He's supposed to do that shit. Mm. That might be his. That might be his shining star. Like, well, I might not go to the Nickel Bowl, but I beat Skip in the regular season. Oh, that might damn. be his thing. I'm not. That's not even talking shit, though. I have yet to begun talking shit. I have yet to speak of the mm. urine and feces. I have yet to do that. I have yet to do mm. any of that yet. I wanted to start on a lighter note. Uh, you know, I had some sad news coming in from the sports world uh, this last week or so. It's been very, very sad. Uh, people have been upset, but uh, Olin Cruz talking shit about your offensive line was, was that the sad news? No, no, it, it was uh, Jason Whitlock got let go from FS1. Fuck and you. good riddance and good luck. Yep. I don't give a fuck about that guy. I hate that motherfucker. God yes, damn. fuck him. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, God damn. I might be able to turn on my TV again. I mean, shit. I mean real shit. And, and he want to spin a shit like we they, he didn't get fired. Like, come on, dude. Come on, man. I bring that up to say, if you are a big fan of Jason Whitlock, just turn off the goddamn podcast right now 
and don't listen to it because you one you don't want to agree with us two why why like he he claims he's a journalist he don't say anything anyway we're not going to get on to that but we what, what we will do is one praise the lord for the wonderful thing that jason whitlock won't be on tv embarrassing all people of color he wasn't embarrassing all people of color he was embarrassing <laughs> black folk and as as a black folk I'm glad he's off somewhere eating corn on the cob and some watermelon. Oh, <laughs> you see, I didn't take, I didn't want to, I try to keep it, I try to be nice to the peoples. I try to, I, nice. I don't want to offend people's uh, palates because when you say stuff like, like black people, they're like, no, but I thought they were African-Americans. But I, I don't want people to get all upset. I double, triple, and quadruple Zulu cinemas, just so y'all know. This, which is episode 15, represents likely the last episode before we get dun, 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 the Madden trailer. We were supposed to get the Madden trailer, but circumstances that, that happened the last week, they're like, well, we're, we're going to, not only are we going to push back the PS5 reveal, we're going to push back the Madden trailer. And if you know, I mean, real shit, if you know any black people, you know that, oh, well, if we're sad, we would like to know about the new Madden that comes out. We would like to know the new PS5. If you know some, if you know some brothers that I know, that, that I know that black people are multifaceted and uh, ambidextrous, and we can do two things at once. I mean, I we could be out just... in the street, protest, and still uh, get on our phone and check out the latest news. Uh, that's about all I got to say about that. And, 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 let's, and let's be real. like People are still playing 2K. Sure, they were doing shit and riding, but you know, some of the motherfuckers came back and was, was in uh, you know my court. Don't, don't trip. <laughs> but anyway... I digress. Because this is the probably the last before the Madden trailer, we want to make sure that we get in our series, How to Make a Better Madden. We need theme songs for that shit. We should have, if we had production value, if we had money and shit, that's what we Yeah, we, we needed a producer, dude. This time, uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to come with something different because last time we had, uh, we talked about visual indicators. Uh, we made it very clear to you that uh, whatever system that Madden was trying to teach us, one, it's clear that they have a system, and that's very that's something that's uh, that, that, that is that's something to mention. They're not doing a great job of teaching it to us. We want to learn, and um, the first thing that they need to approach is how we see it. They need to show us what the system is. Like I said, they have a clear infrastructure somewhere, but we don't know exactly how we're supposed to use it. So. Let's get to the nitty gritty, folks. We are on part two, and we're going to talk about defense. My favorite shit. I love defense. Just mm, like G. You, mu you must not like Madden 20, then. I, you know, we'll have to, we're going to have to talk about that. <laughs> because, uh, I mean, I have a pretty decent defense, but uh, I, I'm, I have to call uh, fucking witches and warlocks and shit and call spells and shit just for shit to work like it's supposed to. We gave you the intro with the visual shit. Now it's just the real shit. We're going to talk about where we've been and where we're going to go. But tonight, folks, we're focusing on D-line play, how it works, how it should work, et cetera's, et cetera's, and et cetera's. And I know Azulus has some interesting thing to, uh, to, to add to this whole, whole defense thing. He's, he's one of those, uh, uh, th those rare Raiders slash uh, antique, uh, <laughs> antique people. They call them old people. I'm going to call them antique people today that like to play with the D-line and wants to get to the quarterback. So this is special to him. He says these things, and yet 
he complains that uh, my future Hall of Famer, who's now a bear, can't get any sacks. Yeah, you got to do white. Like, why do I have to tell? Midwesterners often complain, and then you give them a loaf of bread, and they talk about, well, I ain't got no butter. So you will find today, as we discuss defensive line, Madden defense, Madden 20, and creating a better Madden, you will find that there are complications that can be avoided but aren't. There are, comp- there, are, there are factors that are complicating making the defensive line one of the best additions to our experience. But EA has to commit to something. And I don't know if they can commit to it. But I guess in the next segment, we'll talk about that. But you may remember on the last episode, episode 14, I said, I'm not a dreamer. I'm a pragmatist. I'm only expecting them to utilize technology that they already use in order to make a better Madden. I'm not a clockwork man. I don't expect them to get better based on innovation. I just need to get better based on their track record, right. their history. New technologies. I'm looking for new technologies. Yeah. I'm real eager to talk about this because the old head understands history. Real talk. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to listen to some of our beautiful and wonderful Nickelbacks. Just talk all kinds of shit. See y'all in a second. Peace. Before we get into a break, make sure you call the hotline at 312-492-4571. The show is live. You bastards. After these messages, we'll be right back. guarantees and all that stuff while at the same time overlooking some some dangerous coaches that have been here i know that sometimes madden is madden and if you give players a chance to beat you they will um, you know julio can mess up your game plan real quick the chiefs can make mess up your game plan real quick uh Bengals only with aj green can mess up your game plan real quick as far as me and skip i think that's our week 15 matchup i think there's a little bit of uh chess match going on right now uh, i know skip he hasn't allowed me since last season he's still a little salty that i had to get by him to get to the nickel ball without dismissing the other coaches no one will probably end up seeing each other a third time and that third time is when all the marbles will get laid down so uh, i'm gonna play to win it like i always do but uh good luck to all the coaches and uh we'll see how this plays out Thank you, kind friend. We are back to the math of Madden. Building a better Madden Part 2 defense. Defensive line play is the subject we're talking about today. And folks, uh, you know, it, it, it's, not, it's not just a general conversation. We're on some real shit right now. We, we tr- what we're trying to do is frame it in the way that people play it. Because we could talk about it in a general, a general sense. You know, uh, we, you know, certain, certain. We can talk about it in a very specific sense for plays and such like that. Shout out to to the YouTuber uh, Deuce Close. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people that go into the nitty gritty, but they don't, they all, they don't, they don't capture the concept and the nitty gritty. And that's what we're here for. Like, it, it's about manual play. Like, let's just be real. The defense is about manual play, either having it or not having it. I, I need to interject just for a second. 
Okay, break it down. Because as someone with advanced degrees, I'm very sensitive to the way in which people frame arguments. PhDs and shit. Well, only one. I mean, you said PhDs. I mean, when you actually meet someone multiple, you're like, God damn. No, so I, I won't. Do you have a life? What the fuck? I mean, no, no. I mean, like, I have a PhD and a JD. Motherfucker. I mean, <laughs> you know, but no, but no, no, real talk. I hate certain framing. It makes us spout other people's arguments and it inhibits critical thinking. Ooh, okay, break it down. A video game is manual play. I mean, unless you're talking about like, you know, a true simulation in which you just want to see. You know, like old heads from the 70s used to have these airplane simulations and they would just sit there and watch based on the code they create. They'd literally just watch an airplane lift off and they'd try to code it so that it would land. That's a pure simulation. Hmm. Punching the code and you want to see if you understand the mathematics well enough to program a plane to land. You ain't got no joystick. So all video video games are concerned with manual play. It's absurd to talk about, well, you know, there's manual play in Madden, so that, of course there is. Furthermore, it's a sport. So your manual play is expected. I understand there was this thing called head coach back in the day where you kind of pick your plays and it was a great diversity in terms of building your team, but that was more like a, uh, 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 a default stimulation that that was not closer to a video game that was closer to being a pure simulation same as the airplane example that i gave well let's be honest though it, it almost seems like some people you play it's almost like you're playing against them and they're they are playing head coach and all they're really doing is calling plays yeah but there, there's a reason why i'm already pissed off if y'all can't tell because the <laughs> defensive line controls don't work Fundamentally, the ability to have an impact on the game based predicated on manually controlling a defensive lineman, even those controls didn't work. Shout out to Heater. Because I used to joke with Heater, I'm like, you realize I'm not using the controls that they recommend, right? He would laugh. He goes, Zulu, goddamn you. Yeah. <laughs> I used to get around with Khalil Mack. I even hate saying his name because he's a bear now. But I used to get around with Khalil Mack by not using the controls. Hmm. I almost created my own controls. Right. Got to break the game. That's what I was saying last. This is what I was saying last week. Uh, hey, if y'all want to understand part one of this bitch, go back to episode 14 of the mixtape. Because right. we started talking about what we can do to make a better Madden. Part of the problem that we have in order to compete is that we often have to break the damn controls. And with the defensive line, if you follow the controls and you go through the skills trainer, you'll never get any sacks. I mean, sure, if you're talking mutt, that's a whole different discussion. I'm talking about if you're in a CFM, if you're playing head-to-head, -head, if you're playing regs like 40 League at 40nickel.com, you yeah, use those defensive line controls, you ain't getting no sacks, dog. Right. So, yes, you take yourself out of the game when you control the D-line. But that's not how it was with Madden 17. And, and on PS2 Maddens, that's not how it was. Well, what they claim, though, they claim that uh... – they claim that the defensive line works more so as a unit reflecting the overalls, I believe, the overalls of the each, unit, each people in the unit and how they all work together. So if you have a 90D line, the 90D lineman, an 82, 
78, but a rookie, it's almost like they average it all out and they take that number and apply it to the dice roll. If, if your guy's going to get through or not, because otherwise I assume it would be too chaotic. Like, oh, some people get off, some people wouldn't. That's a lie. In Madden 18, it is true that when you added the super pass rush, uh, aggressive cat pass rush, and the coaching adjustments, that nose tackles could get through. But that's because your ratings and your engine is, is uh, broken. That's, I mean, the implementation of your ideas are flawed. It's not because an individual defense alignment with, let's say, 82 power move shouldn't be able to get through. Of course they should get through. Those guys are millionaires. Right. They, they make millions of dollars only getting six sacks a season. Let me repeat. Wow. Yeah. You get six. If you can average six sacks a season, you can make millions of dollars. So first of all, so let's dismiss the notion that aggregate player attributes improves pass rush. We're dismissing that. What we need are wins and losses on the defensive line. Rex Dixon, old developer, he, he developed like seven or eight years worth of Maddens. Mm -hmm. And his tenure with Madden ended, I believe, at the end of Madden 18. And he's the one who took a step forward for us. The last time defense was good, uh, he just kind of did random surveys, asked gamers. He was like, okay, so tell me about playing defense. And he found that people said, it's not fun playing defense. And so he made it a priority to fix it for Madden 17. Wasn't great, but you could tell the direction that we were heading in. He also understood that if you address the trenches, if you fix the defensive line and the way it interacts with the offensive line, that when you do that, it helps the secondary. Yeah. This whole argument about, well, I don't get enough picks or there are too many picks, part of that is a flawed argument, which goes back to what I was saying before. It's a flawed argument because it's the defensive line that augments the secondary, and a great secondary augments the defensive line. So a team can make a decision. Do I want elite pass rushers and spend very little money on secondary, or do I want high-end secondary and that'll help my defense align? Perhaps you don't believe in paying a guy like Cleo Mack a whole bunch of money, giving away two ones. Maybe you just – and, and two, two, two threes. Maybe you don't believe in that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, if I you can... don't believe in that, you you yeah. you augment the secondary on the flip. If you believe that no no no, it's all about the D line. Anybody can play corner. So so Rex mm -hmm. understood that, and that is why focusing on D line is very important. There has to be meaning. We have to make make meaningful decisions on the defensive line. And this goes back to segment number one. Without making meaningful decisions, then you've already broken the game. So point number one for me is that it doesn't manual. It doesn't matter to me if you're if you like to manual the defensive line or if you just want the AI to make decisions for you. It doesn't matter to me if you want to add coaching adjustments. Anything we do in Madden ought to be meaningful, and it ought to be based on self conscious decision making. Right. That's my first point. And it's got to be a balance. I believe there is some kind of balance when you when you do the right thing when you balance out being out in the secondary and making sure that your D-line is doing what it's supposed to do, that only really works when I have somebody like Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack or, I have, or have some people 
um, I believe his name is Preston Smith on the the uh, the Packers. It's it's a balance. It's a balancing act. And oh, okay, well, I can actually play shorter. I can bring the safety down because Mac or or, or Preston's going to get busy. But you can't do that when you have if someone's not rated enough. At a certain point, people are going to get up, get off. Like you're going to have you're going to have no matter who you're playing with. If you have to rate the current Raiders, if you have the right approach, you should be able to get off. If they, or if the offensive line doesn't do what they're supposed to do, the D line should be able to get off. Regardless, of if they're a start, if you're a starter, this goes back to a, a very old conversation where you're like, these people are starting in the NFL, offensive line, defensive line, secondary. In theory, they should all have stars, and I believe it only works. You only see the way it's supposed to work when you have people that have the stars, the the, the current superstar stuff in there. So it it's it almost pointless if you're. <laughs> Like another thing we said before, it's always pointless if you if you don't have the superstar traits. And, well, and yeah, and and if I can piggyback off of that, yeah, you started this out talking about balance, and I would argue that you could almost delete <laughs> everything we say, save for that comment that Clockwork just made. With balance, everything's possible. 100%. So. If if you're you're if you have number fifty two on your defense, the offensive line should be able to isolate him, and that's well within the capacities for the Madden developers. But let me put it on the flip though. I want my eighty two finesse move, eighty two power move defensive lineman to to be able to get pressure on the quarterback. If I make smart meaningful decisions. I don't like the argument that a elite X-factor defense alignment is the only player that can attack an offense. Then why am I playing a video game if I can't attack? Right. Why are these players out here? Are they just names on the field? You just got to fill up the field? So number one, mm-hmm. yes, I agree clockwork about balance, but but that goes both ways, right? That That we're not just talking about balance for superstars who ought to be able to take over the game. We're talking about we also need to be able to have the lower-end players who make millions of dollars a year, getting six sacks a season. They ought to be able to dominate if my opponent doesn't know what he's doing. And that gets to point number two for me, which is about emotional investment. Ooh, this should be interesting. See, for me, yeah, we need to make uh, meaningful decisions with everything that we do in Madden. Not one thing, well, you know, I want to put 52 out there. No, I mean everything that we do, whether or not I have a run-stopping defensive end or a pass rusher, whether or not I have a nose tackle, or whether or not I have, uh, I'm in the nickel with four down linemen who are thinking pass rush first. But I also need an emotional investment in this game, meaning, that I have to be, you have to allow me to make mistakes so that I have, I'm inspired to learn how to play the game. Without an emotional investment based on getting beat by someone who's better. Clockwork used the phrase, people are going to get off. What does that mean? That means he's going to make a decision. I'm going to make a decision. If he has a lot of light in the ass pass rushers out there and I decide to run the ball 
I should be able to force clockwork to either put in his run stoppers or say, you know what? Clockwork's just going to eat it. Yep. He's decided the way to beat me is to pass rush. It's a decision. It's a decision. And now the tug of war is, am I getting anxious about the fact that clockwork won't let me pass? Maybe I'm a passer, but I'm running the ball to outwit clockwork. I need to have an emotional investment in this fucking game. It's not enough for me to make decisions. I also need for every decision to pull me into the game more than once a day, more than just for a league obligation. So low-ranked players need to be able to get off both. And by by getting off, I mean attacking the line of scrimmage. Right. Higher-end players are no uh, on the defensive line are no different than a 99 overall rated wide receiver that you have to uh, uh, cover and trap coverage almost every play. Mm-hmm. You, you got to manually run over there with your linebacker or safety to cover them. That's mm-hmm. the same thing as having a Khalil Mack. Yeah. It ought to affect the game, which goes back to point number three. I don't like the implementation of coaching adjustments for pass rush, but I mm-hmm. like the idea that you're telling your team to have a tendency and that tendency is predicated on personnel, right? So it doesn't matter if you tell the nose tackle to pass rush, he's not worth a damn. <laughs> so he shouldn't be able to do it. Clockwork mentioned balance. Once you provide that balance, you create strategy. And once we get to the point where we're like with Madden 17, where Rex realized defense needs to be fun in order to rebuild Madden. Once you provide balance, you got emotional investment, and that's where you get people labbing for hours to figure out how to be clockwork defense. Real talk. Back in the days of yore, uh, Zulu and I, we used to play this game called Civilization. Uh, I don't know if y'all have heard of this game or not, but... Sid Myers, Real talk. 2K it Sports. Is, it is... <laughs> or 2K, uh, rather. Yeah, it, it's, one of, it's one of those games that uh, I, I, didn't, I never played. Uh, Zulu is responsible for my, my, both, my, both my Civ addiction uh, and my Madden addiction. And, you know, I have to talk to my therapist about that. Um, but that's another episode. The reason I bring up Civ is because that is a game that shows, it tells, it, it not only tells the opponent who you are, but you get to learn what kind of a person you are when you're playing this game. And I say that because you don't have a choice but to live with your actions. Civilization, as a quick summary, is a game about conquering the world. You become a, you you start off as a particular civilization. You could be the Incans, you could be the English, you could be the British, the Portuguese, uh, you could be the Koreans, you could be anybody. And you you start off with one unit. You start off with a settling unit. And you settle your city, and you make decisions to build your your empire. And you can win a variety of ways. You can have a financial win, you can have a cultural win, you can have a dominant win. There's a bunch of different ways. Madden needs to be layered in a similar way. Those decisions that you make allow you to win in a particular way. Every time that Zulu just mentioned balance, every time he started, he was talking about maybe a sub in a person. I was just like, this this feels this real, this, this, this Madden 21 that we are creating right now over the airwaves feels like. A civilization game. It, you, you make certain decisions of different ways to win. I I remember watching Bears games where we won on the defensive line because we su- we subbed out a King Hicks enough times so that he could stay fresh. We put young legs out there 
because they were trying to wear out the D line. We're like, no, we're just gonna take Hicks out, and then on third down, we eating. Third down, we eating everything. He he could handle it, but they were like, you know what? You're trying to wear us out. We won that game based on that decision. That doesn't happen in Madden. That doesn't that doesn't happen in Madden. That needs to happen in in Madden. And I know, you know, y'all trying to do some shit with the Blinky Socks. Blinky Socks, it's back. Blinky Socks. I know you're trying to do some stuff with Blinky Socks, with the you know the the superstar X factors and stuff like that. I know you're trying to do something, but that is more so to break the system that you're already trying to create. You're cannibalizing yourself. It just ain't working, man. It. it, it yeah, I, I would say that aesthetically, I'm old school, so I kind of I don't like the cartoonish, arcadish aesthetic of Madden. I don't like the look of Madden. However, if they're going to be consistent with that, then they they ought to have models for the '82. And 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 I keep bringing up '82 because to me, an '82 finesse move, '82 power move, '82 block shed player is specialized right like they can only really do one thing so if you can figure out a a way to allow that player to do that one thing well i can beat clockwork i can beat heat i can attack skip him and our rivalry i can lab jada beat him and all like to me the 82 is the core of a team not a 90 90s are, are like perfect players so it, it it's in that arena where Madden 21 or even a Madden 20, if, if, uh, if, you know, let's, if, let's say we didn't have an NFL season and they said, well, let's give them Madden 20.5. Making the lower rated player have a, have strategic value in the game uh, for the defensive line so that they have specializations, which means they have a purpose an 82 rated player, whether it be finesse move, power move, or block shed, that they have a purpose that automatically cr- provides a, st- a strategic element. And I would even say for the player who wants to uh, um, manual the defensive line, God damn, we got to move these buttons, dog. The buttons yes, yes, need to be that's your, that's your thing. Yeah, L2, t- R2, L1, <laughs> L- R1. Why is it square, circle? What? Why am I stuff on my No. I need the triggers to be the thing to attack. What, what's yeah, all this? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. You, you break it down because you, you're the you're the you're the expert here. You're the expert of the the manual. How, so because how, uh, they have it where you if you're playing as a D lineman, if you hit you hit X square and uh, you know you do quarter circle for a Hadouken, you could might be able to get off. And, and so no, first of all, those indicators are false. Oh, Anytime, break it down. yeah. So whenever it says you know you came in early, you came in late. Right on time. All that is irrelevant. That data provides has no value because you can do the you you all you're doing is performing moves, but that's not the point of being on the defensive line. When you're manualing the defensive line, shout out to all the gamers who believe in manually defensive line. I have no shame about that. I have intimidated people. When they're like, oh, Zulu ain't got no manual skills. Next thing you know, they're laying on their ass. They're throwing the ball early. I'm hitting. I'm, I'm run stuffing. They're like, what the hell's going? And all of a sudden, I've changed the way they play the game. Yep. I've okay. changed the way they play the game. And I'm not getting 12 sacks. I'm not talking about a glitch. I'm talking about where is Zulu? Where's the manual player? How's that any different than when you guys are manualing with a linebacker? Where's the manual player? Let's be real. Let's be real. 
I feel like the the most consistent system in the game is the, your ability to pressure the quarterback. And I'm not saying the ability as a, a defensive lineman, but if there if the if your def, if by some way shape or form the dice roll tells you that your defensive line does get get does get pushed towards the quarterback, it affects the throw. And which which is a cheat, by the way. I hate that. I hate oh. that I can, yeah. So, so understand, yeah. So you you control you manual the safety and the linebacker. You know, you're you're exceptional. I would rate you and Skip as and Li Reekin obviously as the three best I've ever seen. Shout out to Reekin. I'm including tournament motherfuckers because those motherfuckers are just cheating anyway, right? I'm talking about Shit. down for down. Let's play football. Like I don't care what community I've been in. Manual plays magnifico. I don't ever want to be, I don't ever want to play a football game where just because, and this has happened, so I'm telling you, it's horrible. Just because you're in the area of my receiver, all of a sudden the pass is errant. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, see, that's some deep shit. Well, uh, um, wait, wait, okay, are you talking about deep in the secondary or are you talking about right up at the line? You think I don't care where you are. I don't want a linebacker in, in, in anywhere near my receiver. And your proximity affects his ability to know where the ball is. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, there's, there's too now much. Now think about what I just said. Just yeah. because you're controlling him, not covering. Yeah. Just because you're controlling him, all of a sudden my receiver doesn't know where the ball is. That doesn't make any sense. Likewise. When it says pressure and all of a sudden the quarterback can't hit a simple slant anymore, that's, that means that I'm threatening to sack the quarterback, but that's not what it means in Madden. Yeah. In Madden, all that means is I'm close. That's a cheat. That's a way to reduce scores and yardage. I'm not interested in that. So when I talk about manualing the defensive line and making it better Madden, I'm not talking about the conceit that they're, the passing – Passing percentages are too high. And the only time passing percentages drop is when you're throwing picks. So that we have to artificially create an uh, Aaron Donald X-Factor ability where you pressure the quarterback and all of a sudden all of his passes are errant. No. I want the ability to have my defensive line disrupt the line of scrimmage to disrupt the pocket. And that's what makes the errant pass because your passing lane has changed. Because your ability to plant your feet has changed. And if you screw up as the quarterback, who is, yeah. by the way, manualing the quarterback, right? Manual if you screw up as a quarterback, it's either in incomplete, uh, which it should be more often, incomplete, interception, or the ball's just right off the player's fingertips. Or the ball's to the left, to the right, and it's, it's at the wrong shoulder. That's what it should be. That would make Madden infinitely better if there were more incomplete passes predicated on the pocket collapsing. But we don't even have a pocket. Madden 17, we, we started to kind of develop a pocket, which goes back to my point that just going back in Madden's history, Madden 16 and Madden 17, you don't have to go that far. You can see that lesser... Uh, um, uh, rated players. Hell, I used to have Bruce Irvin, and sometimes when I was on the defensive line, I would switch to Bruce Irvin because everyone thought I was going to be Khalil Mack. I would get pressure with Bruce Irvin because the entire offensive line was focused on Mack. Mm. 
Madden 17 was going somewhere. So when I talk about the D-line and I talk about, you know, uh, a balance in the game and I'm talking about, well, look at what they've done in the secondary. They've got – it's skewed too much toward um, um, uh, interceptions. And I, maybe we'll talk about that in a future episode. But on the D-line, I mean, clock, you tell me, dog. Does Cleo Mack, when he's not getting sacks, when he doesn't go beep, 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 and start glowing, does he affect the game? Oh, he, he does. But the problem is, the problem is, once you've broken the game and found out how to pressure the, the quarterback, the game is teaching the player that this is how you, this is how you win the game. Once you're, once you're either not passing or you're finding better ways to block, You've also you've t- you've taught your your game player that well then there's nothing else, and I believe, my heart of hearts, that is what caused the great slide of this Madden season of Jeepu. You're gonna break that down. I think I'll do that after the break, because we gotta pay some bills. All so right, stick along. I'll go ahead. I'll explain it. Jeepu once king. Now, Jester, be back mm. in a minute. Damn. Hey, Landon Bella here checking in. Hope everybody's doing well. It's been a while. As we close out the season, um, it's definitely looking kind of like what I thought it would. Um, no predictions here. Just I uh, want to say, Clock, you played me way better than I thought you would, and there was no sandbagging. It was a hell of a game. Um, looking forward to the next time. Uh, got two more games against DC. Who's going to be tough and goofy? Even though he has no wins, he always plays tough. Um, but my question is, if I lose out my last two, being that Cyber just lost to CJ, if we have the same record, if it comes down to differential, do I get the number one seed because uh, the point spread on the whooping I gave him? I mean, he's spearheading it on the on the list. I'm spearheaded over here on the on the podcast. If you want to jump the cyber train, let's see what happens. But anyway, good luck to everybody. Uh, again, no predictions. Hopefully, I, I make it as far as I can, and I can see Skip or J Dub, um, even Sniper, and even Mamba. I mean, that you guys are loaded. So, if anybody's uh, if anybody's season, no matter how how clear it may look anybody's season let's uh let the best man win uh talk to you guys later be well hello this is your 40 nickel radio program I'm on the front of your cover. I will be enhancing your podcast and gaming experience with certain facts you may find beneficial. The average intelligence required to understand this product is in between the level of high school junior and a master's in street knowledge. We hope you will find our presentation precise, taste heavy and just right. To participate in this program, please call the hotline at 312-492-4571.
The podcast is live. You bastards. Welcome back, folks. It is me again, Clockwork. I know you miss me. I miss myself. Sometimes I have astral projections of myself that float around. I have to call them back. They're they're similar to cats. You have to just you have to get them food and make weird noises and so as my astral projection floats around like some Doctor Strange shit, I'm watching fucking G Poo and Shades battle it out. It is it is it is for it is for the fate of of the of the Sorfa East. And uh dude, fucking G Poo just kicked a long ass field goal. The score is twenty-three to ten. And it ain't looking so good for my shades. It, it it didn't look good at all. He's uh oof. Oh, he just got he just got sacked in his ass. It was just oh it was nasty. And, and matter of fact, if if oof. I think if Shades loses, it increases the odds that Clockwork goes to the playoffs. It almost ensures, I think that means that G will win a division because Clockwork fucked around. Um, but if Shades loses, then I think because of recent events, Clockwork is almost guaranteed a playoff slot. Oh, shit. Well, I mean, I guess that's good. The world is just a strange place. The world is a strange place. Uh, he, uh, he just tried to, yeah, this is nasty. He, he's, ironically, he's backing up like 10 Ten yards from the line of scrimmage, but I, I you know, I, I know, I ain't no snitch or nothing, but you know, what I'm saying, motherfucking lost a, a, a fucking left tackle because of that shit. But you know, what I'm saying, motherfucker get de- he gets desperate down thirteen, he want to do the same shit. But that's okay. I didn't call you out, Shades. I was actually, I'm a Bears fan tonight. In the in the in the fucking forty league, I'm a Bears fan tonight. You could come back. There's seven minutes and seventeen seconds left. Now hold up, you're the motherfucker who said. Even if you had the opportunity, you wouldn't go back to the Bears because Biscuit is a bum and Folsey, uh is not good enough to carry the load. Yeah, uh, it's a... Oh! Big turnover! Oh! <laughs> 49ers fumble the fucking ball. Bears pick it up. Now they have a chance. It's 10-23. Yep. to 23. Bears need two scores. Ooh. And there's seven minutes left in the game. Uh, Bears are on the 30-yard line. So all of a sudden, everything's flipped if Shades can find an offense. And that was 52, the gentleman we were just talking about in the last segment. So what uh, – and, and that's actually interesting. Just, just to finish up what I was saying, I think the great slide of uh, G. Poo this year is uh, – because, he, you know, I, like I said, I picked him to go, go, go back to the dance. I shouldn't have, but I picked him to go back to the dance because I thought he figured it out. Um, uh, real, real quick point. Uh, uh, looks like the looks like uh, <laughs> Shades is using the. I think it's called an ace double set, which I just recently pulled out uh, on my shit, and I don't remember him seeing that shit. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember him playing with the ace double set. But you know, I, I'm paranoid. It's possible he had it, but uh, like a couple of years ago when I first started forming my offense, motherfuckers was stealing all my shit, stealing all my fucking shit. But anyway. I believe. Yeah, matter of fact, when we when when we uh, when we start switching up the series from defensive line to secondary, and then we start talking about offense, and then we start talking about playbooks, that don't get me going on a rant about fucking playbooks because uh, we should have a lot more plays than we do. That's true. Ooh, well, man, Shades is at the five, 
and I understand everyone's figured out this. He's figured out. We figured out uh, a Jeepu. Like you, you could run on Jeepu because he's he he quote unquote broke the game, and then other people unbroke the game and said, "Oh, well, this is all you're doing." And, and like I said, they were teaching him the wrong things. Remember, right before he played me and lost to me, he was talking all this shit about the the five two. Watch my five two. I'm about to fuck him up. Watch the five two. Quick, uh, a uh, quick other side note. It's fourth and one at the five. Uh, he ran into a, a, a splinter of 49er people, and he's going for it again. He's going for it here. Ooh, see, this is what I'm saying. He squinched up his line. The 49ers, Jeepu, is squinching up his line, moving him around because he because he knows like if he if he does the right secret sauce, lettuce cheese with it, he can get through. But guess what? Yeah, but, but see, and this goes back to our our last conversation, talking about meaningful decisions right that what does it mean to scrunch your line what does that even fucking mean aren't you why in fact why would you ever scrunch your line when the danger is someone could pop it to the outside we're not talking about a goal line situation we're not talking about fourth and one someone could just pop you touchdown so yeah and and now if shades the problem is if g is an asshole he'll throw a pick so if g smart he will not turn the ball over and he'll matriculate down the field with his little drags and slants and panties. Um, if Shades can get another pick, Shades might blow him the fuck out. It's a six point game. Touchdown. Yeah, but, but the way the momentum is going, uh, the reason why this has happened, the reason why G Poo has jumped on Shades like this is because of defensive turnovers. It's not because he's uh, uh, forcing punts, which goes back to. Our last segment about meaningful decisions. Yes. In order to make a better Madden, the developers have to figure out what kind of uh, uh, skills we should acquire as gamers. What What are the mechanics that you want us to master? What How should we judge whether or not we're getting better? And when you think about the defensive line, there needs to be room for mastery you control the defensive all the defensive line controls should be relevant and pertinent and necessary in order to dominate a player with better skill players and you should be able to really take over the game you should really be able to take over i don't know what the fuck just happened but jipu just scored in the time it took me to look away from my fucking notes I believe this bitch is over. No, it's it's um, worse because it's exactly what you're saying. It was exactly exactly what you're saying. It's like it's things that should be meaning, meaningful, and because it's either Jeepu or either Jeepu knew that the that that Shade's Shade's decisions weren't meaningful, or he just has balls bigger than anyone in the world. But he was at like the three doing play action and throwing three like two or three times in a row, and now he he just got he just got Shade's deep. It's like he knew that he was he was gonna try to. Oh wow! Nope, that's and then he went for two. God damn! And that's... I believe it was a slant because. Uh, <laughs> but it, uh, but anyway. Ouch. Um, Very out. Yeah, you have to. The, everything that we do should have value on the defensive line. So you know you crash your defensive line down left right or you flare them. That should do something very specific. It should affect the nose tackle differently than the pass rushing defensive tackle. It should affect the defensive ends differently than a linebacker playing defensive end. The game 
of the defensive line should be intricate enough so that you have to spend time mastering it. No different than how manual players, since we, minimally since we moved to the PS3 generation, have been base aligning, man aligning, scratch a booty, uh, tighten, show, show blitz, show free, show your booty. Yep. Like they're doing all these combinations which afford them leverage on a player that they should not have. I'm saying to make a better Madden, which is a different way of saying allow people to acquire skill sets. That's what I mean when I talk about making a better Madden. Allow the gamer to acquire skill sets so that you can build upon those skill sets to create new Maddens. And that is something that is important especially for folks here at the 40 Nick, because um, I, uh, because I, I accomplished a, what, what, what losers call a moral victory mm. um, against uh, Landon Bella, your, your King, your chosen King, your chosen person to go to the Nickel Bowl. I, I, I had a moral victory. He said, he said to me, he said to folks on the board that uh, I exposed him. Yes. Um, what it meant is that well no you I if you don't have this if you don't spread you know spread your line in this particular way you don't really have much between him and G Poo there are so many gimmicks that they're so used to beating everybody with that they haven't learned beyond that and that, and that and that is the problem so we, we have we have these we have these people that you know, you pick them you have he's your king but dude anybody who's gonna play him in the playoffs they they've seen this shit they they know they okay I, now I, I to clarify. I picked Skip, and I said, well, out of the All-Stars, I need to see something from Sorfa. Because if I don't see anything from Sorfa, the default goes to the guy who can play defense. Play defense, don't turn the ball over, run the ball. Landon Bella does that, and he frustrated Skip. He frustrated you, and you only scored six points in the whole game. Yeah, after about five different ways, five different different chances to 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 put him away. If if you had Zulu's passing game, it's a blowout. What happened in that game? Which, by the way, there have been a lot of upsets at at the forty league. So I just want to be very clear that the opportunity. No one had Clock winning this game. Clockwork said I can beat him. In Clock's mind, he should have won this game. But clock played small ball, drags, panties. Um, uh, he was trying to do some other routes, but he would check down. And the check down in the first half opened things up for the deep ball. But in the second half, clockwork was not going through his progressions. He was not going for the deep ball. So he played Landon Bella's game. And when you play someone else's game, you have to understand the deficiencies of that strategy. And clockwork did not understand it. And he ran out of time. It was a famous quote from the uh, greatest uh, athlete that ever existed, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. He said, I never lost a game. I just ran out of time. And I would like to tell you that's the origin of my name, Clockwork, but uh, that's not the truth. We're going to have to get into that another time. And, and by the way, what, what was your last offensive play? What was the result? My my last offensive play, I don't even remember. In the game that. against Landon Bella. Oh, what was it? Oh, shit. It was an interfucking uh, – yep, it was an interception. So I'm just saying, like, yeah. you, you, we make these claims, and it's like, yeah, but. 
En route to winning the game, right? You're like, I'm on my final drive. I'm doing some shit. What happened? Threw a pick. It's no different than this game against, between G. Poo and Shades. Oh, it's, it's definitely different, but I, I think I see your point. No, it's no different. It doesn't matter. The difference between a seven and six game and a game in which you have a 10-point lead that should really be by three scores, but instead you throw a pick six, so you bring your opponent back into the game, mm. the, the interceptions. Interceptions led to CJ beating Cyber's Patriots. How the fuck does CJ with the Chargers – Beat cyber power. How is that possible? Yeah. Yep. Interceptions, dude. Interceptions, dude. I have to say, for me, while I might I'm, it might be excessive, I, I, I felt like I felt like I needed to throw a bunch of interceptions. I needed I needed to feel that kind of pain to get to where I need to get on my offense. That many interceptions and cost me that many games? Probably not. It's because I'm an arrogant asshole, but um true. But he's putting me in a place where I'm like, okay, I understand what I need to do, and I, I'm 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 uh, I'm confident, I, I, you know, <laughs> despite my my poor clock management um, on some ironic shit, I, I feel like I know what I I feel like I know what I need to do. Uh, just just as a quick update, like he just said, this game just got close again. It's only a seven point game. It's a minute and fifteen left, and Chicago is out of timeout, so. Yeah, it's it's not it's not looking yeah, great. Yeah, this is it. Unless Jipu does some real stupid shit. <laughs> Dude, I thought you play. Oh, I thought it was play action. It looked just right. like. Oh, right, right. Okay, right. Well, uh, it, but yeah, yeah. but it, you know, it's the game. The game is so the the game that we saw is so weird and sloppy. It shouldn't be like that. The you do. Line you, play. However, you you have control over the picks so if you're playing a version of madden and and this goes back to the heart of our discussions about making better madden if you're playing a better madden which means it's more of a simulation where ratings matter more the physics like a nose tackle is in the game to stop the run and you run and you run toward him you lose yardage right like we're talking about just real basic football stuff right you get lower scores Unless you're playing an opponent who's superior to you in every way. And then the players diverge. You have a large clump of average motherfuckers. You have a clump of motherfuckers who aren't very good at the game. And then you have a small elite uh, group that are um, dominant on offense and defense. Oh, you mean but, I thought I thought that that was going to be Sniper and Willara. I thought that's who I thought they were part of that group. That 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 that. I, but now they're they're just clones. Like I, they're, they're, it just. I think Sniper and Willara are supposed to be playing tonight too. Is that true? I do not know because I, I think they rescheduled one other time, so I'm not certain. But no, 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 no. We backing up, dog. <laughs> what do you mean? They're just clones. They clones. Like they're both on some lowered expectation shit. They're both like fucking. They both. They both have a. They both have high ceilings, and and, and but like they, it's almost as if they're looking up to people like uh, like like Skip and and, and fucking J Dub. Like, well, I wish we had a personality. So at a certain point, it's almost as if Jipu, uh, the the old the old we're about to come up crew from years ago, which was like V two, me, and Jipu and uh, like CJ. We about to come up crew. It's almost as if Sniper and Willara are, are trying to build their own we about to come up crew, except they're more talented. 
They just they, they need to separate themselves from the pack, dude. Like one of y'all need to come up and act like you somebody. I picked Will Ara, the man with three names. But now I'm I'm a I'm sniper for I'm I'm a I'm a sniper fan. Now. I'm, I'm okay. A, you do realize that sniper audacity, coach of the Forty Nickel Madden Football League Seattle Seahawks, lost to Anthony twenty to eight. Right. He lost to the Panthers. Well, I mean, you know, every dog has his day. Anthony might have, might have slipped one on him. That's that's fine. You know, Anthony, he trying to come up. He seemed like a nice guy. I, I raise this as, because if you're going to say to me that they're the next – because, you know, Will Ara has a nickel bowl, so let's not act like, you know, he's just some fucker. But if you're going to claim to me that you they're just clones of each other, and then in the next breath be like, yeah, but they're, they're like the next wave to kind of take over the 40 Nick. I don't understand your logic. No, you misunderstood. The, the next wave of mediocrity. That's what I was trying to tell you. It's not, it's not the... Okay, you're going to break that down. Ain't nobody Why remember. Did... We, we ain't got time for that, bro. We, we ain't got time. All I know is that nobody remembers his championship just like they don't remember J-Dub's championship. Oh! So, we're going to have to close on that because uh, even, though, even though we promised y'all we'd talk more about J-Dub, and it's clear my, co- my co-host... The, the 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 evil raider wants to talk about the champions and he respects the champions. And guess who does it? Me. I give two shits and two fucks about championships because I've been robbed, bamboozled, and stolen from so many times uh, that I'm I championships don't mean anything, just dominance. That's all that means. That's all that's the only thing that means anything to me. And did Jada beat Skip? He he did. <laughs> and that that wasn't no oh it's it's a two point game. It's a seventy six. He put his fist in his chest. Yeah, you know, let me and I'll stop. I'm gonna stop being an asshole for two seconds, and then we gotta get the fuck out. But like, yo, uh, J Dub, I'm gonna tell the truth. You gave you gave you gave Skip some hell to the point where uh, Skip was on his fucking <laughs> on his PS4 looking at replays for a good hour. So, <laughs> a defensive coach can beat Skip, but a defensive coach can't beat Skip if they can't score. That's why Landon Bella can't beat Skip unless he upgrades his entire offense. But J-Dub, that motherfucker might accidentally win the Nickel Bowl if he if all he has to do is beat Skip to get to the Nickel Bowl. I think J-Dub wins the Nickel Bowl. Oh my God. I so said this before. So, I just said it in a different way. So, I said Skip's gonna win the Nickel Bowl. Then I said mm. the only man that could beat Skip is J-Dub. What happened? See, Zulu predicted the shit. So as as of <laughs> as is fourteen is fifteen. We have questions about J Dub and who he is. Is he is is he is he an emerging back to back champion? Is he going to go the route of of Heater and Ooh. become a back to back champion, and then hopefully fade into existence? Who knows? We'll find out more about that on episode sixteen. Streaming worldwide, all across the Madden universe. This is your 15th episode of the 40 Nick Mixtape. See y'all in two weeks. You know, we, you, know, you know, we never expected anything like this. It's been too good. <laughs>